0: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans, for Watford fans,
1: from the Rookery End.
2: Hello welcome to the From the Rookery End short. Uh, this season we're doing these short podcasts as well as the main podcast, uh, trying to get to know the, uh, the wider Watford family. Um, and uh, we've just watched Watford against Manchester United and we'll discuss that game in depth and analysis, I'm sure, at the next From the Rookery End. Um, but we're uh, we about to go and meet Michael Ricketts.
0: Yeah, he's, um, for those of you who don't know, he's Troy's agent. He's got a long-standing relationship with Troy. they played together at Walsall and have obviously kept in touch ever since. Yeah, he's now, he had vested interest today because he's Jesse Lingard's agent as well, so lots for him to look at today. But we thought it'd be really interesting just to try and get a feel for what agents do, what their life's like and, and sort of pose a few questions about what fans think about agents and, and see what he's got to come up with. Michael, we're speaking to you straight after the Watford-Man United game. Obviously, you had a bit of a vested interest on both sides. But what did what did you think of the game itself?
1: Uh, I thought the game was pretty even. I think if a, if, a, if it came out as a draw, I think it would have been a fair result for both sides. Um, you know, I think United started off pretty well, and then Watford grew into the game, especially second half.
0: We were talking just before that it was a half 12:45 kickoff, and often these games don't sort of spark to life as much. <coughs> What's it like
1: playing in these well, in these early kickoffs? Only for me, and I've stopped playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, it's a difficult one. I think everyone's associating three o'clocks as, as a normal time for kickoff, and your preparation is geared around being playing at three o'clock. But it's something that players have to get used to, especially with the way TVs know. These are the games you have to uh, get ready for.
0: And obviously, here, watching a couple of your, your clients, they're, they're your brother and better these days as a, as a football agent. How do you go about getting those clients?
1: <laughs> it's, it's more or less like, like football clubs do. You go out scouting and you try and associate who, who are the best players and uh, then you just try and get get involved and speak to them and find out what their interests are, how they want to progress in the football game and whether you can help. Do you, do you have to start, do you get them when they're younger or it does change? it change? It, it depends. Ideally, you'd like to get them when they're younger so you can manage them through a long period of their career. But, you know, we've got players when they're 25, 26 and they're not happy with their current agents and so forth. It just depends. You said you, that, that
2: phrase, you said, well, you, <laughs> man, you manage them for their career. How does that work with you as an agent who clearly has a, you know that personal relationship, a personal interest in them? And then you have managers... Of their
1: football teams. Again, I look at I look at the way I do it. I'm am a bit of a mental, you know. I've been any any experiences they've had, good or bad, I've been through because I played the game. So that's the way I look at it. That's my take on it. Managers are there to get the best out the 11 or the 18 that are there. I'm here to get the best out of my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the way I see it.
0: And football fans, we're a bit of a fickle bunch and we like a moan and a groan. We might think that agents, oh, all they have to do is sort of They sit there where they, when their player starts, signs a new contract and then takes their 10%. What actually does an agent do? <laughs> it's never been 10%. <laughs> well, someone's been telling us no, porkies.
1: Obviously, there's a stigma about agents. There's some good ones and there's some bad ones. That's like any, any business, any walk of life. I think the good ones obviously do well for their players and ensure their players have a long career and a, a financial fruitful career. And I think that's, that's the way I work. You know, I want my players to be the best they can be. And hopefully by the time their careers ends, they've uh, made a, a bit of money.
0: And does that involve advice about transfers, about joining clubs or, um, or is it ev- ev- literally everything? I
1: think people, the, the people say that this is agents, all they're interested in is the football deals. That's not, that's not the case at all. I get great buzz in seeing my players score. You know, I get a great buzz in seeing my players get promoted. And like it's not just about the transfer deals, because you don't have to. Be, you don't have to be a transfer deal for an agent to earn money anyway.
2: With that transfer, when the transfers are going on, there's only like two periods of the year where you can sign bits of paper. <laughs> how's that, um, did, did your How's your year as a, as, a, as an agent? How does that? Is it vary? How does it vary throughout the year?
1: Well, again, as I said, we don't look towards transfers. We look at the whole year managing our players. What how how, how they're going to do this season what's the best outcome for the, this season, whether it be scoring 20 goals or, or getting in team of the year and stuff like that. We, get, we set them goals, but it's not just about transfers. Um, obviously, you gear up to transfer window, but sometimes you're not, you're not, you're not going to have players who can move in January. You're not gonna have, sometimes you're not going to have players who have just signed for a club they are not going to move again for maybe two, three years. So that's, it's just, that's just the way you plan it out. What's the, what's the best bit about your role and the, and the most challenging? Oh, the best bit is, again, seeing people do well. You know people who've come through tough times and doing well. Um, the, the 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 worst bit of all is, it is a bit of a vulture culture. You know, the, the, there's there's always going to be other agents out there looking to nick your players. It's just the way that's the way it is. So
0: that's what that happens. Other that agents happens, are in there. Happens really?
1: all the all the time. And what sort of what sort of tactics do they employ to try and nick your clients? Uh, money. <laughs> Money's a big thing at the moment. It depends. It depends on the, the mind frame of the, of the player. You know, some players do get swayed by money. Some people get swayed by kit and stuff like that. It's just a, if you have got a good one, you, you shouldn't lose them.
0: You, you had a you had a fascinating career. You had you had an amazing season with Bolton, then you got the England call up, mm. and then b- pretty challenging after that. Do you think? Do you think that puts you in a in a in a good position as an agent? As I
1: said, I, I know I can ex- anything. Anything the players experiencing, whether it be good or bad, I've been through. You know, I had, a, I had a fifteen plus year career. So I'm pro- pro- probably well advised to to comment on people going forward, especially in the football game.
0: And did you, in your time, have you seen bad advice from agents? And and what sort of <laughs> what sort of what what can an agent do wrong for a player?
1: Again, if if, if you're talking if you're talking on transfer level, take, send them to the wrong club, you know, and and then within two months the player's unhappy or or the club doesn't want them. That's the worst case scenario. And is there stuff like the players sort of?
0: Asking you to get them the, the newest trainers and all that sort oh, of thing. is that falling. your players, the
1: players are very demanding. I, I'm sure I was one of those. I want, I want, the latest boots. I want, I want the boots that Rooney's wearing and stuff like that. But that's just that's just common part of the job. But, but that is part of your job. They like they'll I'm say that's part of my job. Get me
0: know. that. Yeah, get yeah, me get get on the front page of a magazine. Get me the new <laughs> Adidas. Get my me players,
1: this. Again, my players are not that bad too. So they're not they're not uh, that demanding.
0: If you could if you could sign one player Ooh. to be your client, it's who would it be and why?
1: Oh, God. Obviously, you'd go Messi or Ronaldo because they're the best players in the world.
2: Would they, they really as interesting to, to be an agent for?
1: You? Um, yeah, because I'd like to see what their day-to-day... They're, they're, they're much more than football. You know, I'd like to see what their day-to-day is, like, as in corporate stuff, and Ronaldo's got a film coming out, he's got books, same as Messi. You know, I'd like to see what their day's, are, what their, their day's like. I'm pretty
0: handy with a camera. I could do Ricketts the movie, and <laughs> I could be your agent now. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So much, mate. <laughs> Um, and what about the relationship with, with managers and coaches and, and chief executives? How, how do you
1: maintain that? I, mean, I think that's brilliant for me at the moment because I said I'm starting to come out. I've, I came out of the game four or five years ago. The people in, who I grew up with and I played against, they're now starting to become coaches and managers. So I'm well in there in, that I could pick up the phone to more or less anyone and they'll answer. I've got to ask you, you're, you are an England international, so it's a privilege to have you on the podcast. What, what was that like playing, oh, playing for un- you? Unbelievable experience, you know. People always, people always ask me, again, I played against Holland, when Holland were top draw, and some of the players that, that play, Seedorf, the De Boer Twins, Cliver, Van Nistelrooy, Davids, just a great experience, you know, again, he, when you play for your country, it's only now I can, sit back, I, can, I can step back and say, that's a massive achievement.
2: And how would, I don't know, a current Premier League striker who you have a connection with, what's it, what, how, do you, how do you get that England call-up?
1: <laughs> Keep scoring goals. It's like today,
0: Watford ourselves, we've moved from the Championship to the Premier League. How does your job change from from representing a Championship player to a, to a Premier League player?
1: Not not much really, just the media. You know, the media more intense, the more demand on on Premiership players because it's, it's a global it's a global it's a global game. But the Premiership is a global brand, so it's more interaction with the press, and that, that's about it really.
0: So you've probably seen a bit of Watford, no doubt. I've what- seen Watford for the past four or five years. Good man. So what do you think about the rest of the season? Are we going to be safe?
1: Yeah, I think you've done enough at the start. Obviously, you've still got to get some more points in it. January's going to be an interesting window. Um, I think he's going to make a few, couple of changes to the squad. The only thing I, I worry about Watford is their, their depth in, in on the bench, from the bench, especially attacking attacking options to help out Troy and igloo. Yeah, because
0: we saw Olaro, it looks like he was going to come on before, yeah, but- before Troy got the goal.
1: Yeah but you, you, we haven't seen him no. we're still waiting to see him so I think I think the, the bench needs to redress because again when games are tight you still need someone to come off the bench and help you out a little
0: bit we'll, we'll put you on the spot with one word answer staying up yes or no yeah, staying up easily
2: Thanks for listening to another From the Rookery End short we'll be back again soon remember subscribe to us via iTunes uh, if you have an iPhone device uh, and you get all the podcasts sent to you automatically and check out the brand new fromtherookeryend.com pretty swish Mark yes? Oh it's absolutely fantastic but while I've got your attention we're speaking after
0: Watford versus Manchester United you'll know we lost the game Don't take this for granted, everybody. We're in the Premier League. These are the games that we wanted to come to see. These are the games that we were excited about. Make the most of them. Get behind the team. The amount of groaning and moaning I heard today was really, really disappointing. Don't take this for granted. we never know when we might not be here again. So carry on getting behind Watford, making the most of it. Come on, you all. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end.